0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining me on the Word Podcast. This is episode 1203. (laughs) Can you believe it? We've done more than 1,200 of these things so far. We're just pressing on, right? We're continuing to look at Matthew chapter 24 and chapter 25. We're actually at the end of chapter 24, 25. And we're doing this coming out of Daniel chapter 9. If you've been with us in previous episodes, you know why. So I'm not going to go into all details about that. The, the passage we have today, though, is one that is, I mean, just absolutely profound if we just pay attention to what's going on. It's one that's very familiar uh, to people, uh, particularly those who profess to be believers. You will hear it quoted quite often, and just about every time you hear it quoted, and every time you'll hear it taught, and every time you hear it preached, uh, it is done uh, out of context. Now, I don't want to say it's done in error, okay, but it's close to it. It's out of context. This passage is used to... Uh, Exhort and encourage and to teach things that we as believers are to do. Because there's things that we are to do, and there's no doubt about it. But that is not what's going on here. And I'll give you a hint. This is a passage where Jesus says, I was hungry, you gave me something to eat, I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink, I was a stranger, you invited me in, I was naked, you clothed me, I was sick, you visited me, I was in prison, and you came to me. It's that passage. All those things we are to do, okay? We as believers are to do these things, there's no doubt. But that's not what's going on here. When you see the context and what's going on, this actually rattles just about everybody's theology in one way or another. So let's just go ahead and read it, and we'll see a little bit of this. Matthew chapter 25, verse 31. Remember, we're coming out of two examples that Jesus has given here, two parables in the 25th chapter, speaking to the truth that he shared with these disciples in chapter 24 in answering their question. So he, he gave them a parable of the 10 versions, gave them the parable of the uh, people that had varying talents, the 5, 2, the 1. Now, verse 31, But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. So what's the immediate context here? Hey, what's going on? He picks up the idea of answering their question, when will these things occur? And what will be the sign of your coming again and of the end of the age? That's what four disciples had asked Jesus. And now they're in a Mount of Olives, and all the disciples are hearing the answer. Jesus is speaking for two chapters (laughs) in Matthew. And now he's saying, but, but, but what? Well, tied back into these parables and everything he's been explaining to them, what he said to them about the days of Noah and all these kind of things, He says, but when the Son of Man comes, and notice how the Son of Man is coming. He's coming in His glory, and all the angels with Him, really the holy ones, are with Him. Then He will what? He will sit on His glorious throne. So He's talking about the time when the Son of Man, Jesus Himself, comes in glory, and now He's sitting on His glorious throne. Now this is important because in the next verse, verse 32. All the nations will be gathered before Him. So what is the scene here? The scene is the Lord has come, and he's come in his glory. He's now seated on his throne, and all the nations are gathered before him. This is really important, folks. The church, those who are believers, okay, those who are believers have been taken away to be with the Lord. Those that are not believers yet are Jewish Something else is going on with them, which we'll talk about some other time, okay? Here he's talking about the nations. When he uses the phrase nations, that's everybody else that's not of Israel, okay? And everybody else that is not of, uh, uh, of true believers in him. So all the nations are gathered before him, verse 32, resume, and he will separate them from one another as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Now, people, you're likely going, particularly if you've been in churches a long time, you go, oh, this is the sheep and goat judgment. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, uh, for lack of a better term. So what's happening is the nations are gathered before him. He puts the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. And notice this nations, it's not. uh, It's the people of the nations that he's gathering together here. Verse 34, then the king who's the king? The son of man will say to those on his right, who are the ones on his right? The sheep. He will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Now folks, this right here is just amazing. And this really does just rock a lot of people's uh, theology, their eschatology, what they think of end-time things. Because quite often people say, well, once the church has been raptured, there will be nobody else that will be able to be saved. Uh, that's not what the Scripture teaches. Now, the Scripture does teach that today is the day of salvation. If the Lord is calling you, if he's drawing you, today is the day to respond. I would not wait to another day. But you see other people that will be believers. There will be some that are Jews, Scripture tells us that, that they will believe when they see him whom they crucified. Now, the sad thing is, the vast majority of Jews will die before that moment. But a small percentage will believe when they see him face to face. Here you have the nations, and Jesus is saying this. He's describing them this way. Look at verse 34 again Come, you who are blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Now let me read the the next few verses here and then we'll have to pick this up later on the next episode because I want you to see their response. Jesus says this to him, For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. Naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? And when did we see you a stranger and invite you in and naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? The king will answer and say to them, Truly I say to you, to the extent that you did it to one of these brothers of mine, even the least of them, you did it. To me. These folks are absolutely dumbfounded. These people of the nations, they, they have a hard time believing what's going on. Now, folks, again, these are people who were not believers. Okay, they weren't believers. They're of the nations. If they had been of the nations, had been believers, they would have been raptured by this time. They would have been taken away. But they had done these good deeds, and who did they d- do them to? Jesus says, when you did these to the least of these, my brothers, these brothers of mine. Okay, Who are the brothers of mine? Well, we really don't know. Is he speaking to the Jewish people? I think so. Is he speaking uh, maybe even to those of the nations? Perhaps, you know, that all mankind is his brother, but particularly to the Jewish people. These people of the nations are the ones that will be helping the Jewish people and helping the church, during the great outpouring of wrath of the man of lawlessness, the great tribulation, they will be helping, they will be feeding, they will be doing all sorts of things. They're not believers, but they're doing these good things. Now, again, as I said, this rattles a lot of people's theology. Immediately, people go, "Well, I didn't know people could be saved at right this time." And then people are going to be saying, "Wait a minute, this, this is uh, this is salvation by works. They didn't believe, so they were saved." Uh, by their works right here. And that's not what scripture teaches. What does he say right here? Jesus, come you who are blessed to my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. The Lord had planned this before he spoke anything into existence. I tell you what, we're out of time. We'll have to continue and discuss this the next episode, okay? (laughs) Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time. I'll see you then.